0: Hi, my name is Cecilia and welcome to my podcast if you're new here and this is the first time you're listening to me uh, I'm a small business owner based in Nairobi and my podcast is about small businesses and small business owners and here on the platform I interview small business owners I bring on lawyers I bring accountants to help us as small business owners do better and also just have information And even as we go about our running our small business we work from a perspective of knowledge and not ignorance so today on the podcast i have someone that i have interviewed before someone i i work with and he's i let him introduce himself um introduce yourself
1: my name is uh, bernardo Mm Otieno.
0: i'm
1: a legal practitioner based in kenya
0: okay Mm -hmm. yes so ben is a friend and Ben is someone that I've worked with several times and he's the law firm. He's, what's the name of your law firm?
1: Yeah, well, the well, law firm is known as Tieno uh, Damisi Advocates.
0: Uh-huh.
1: We have offices in Nairobi uh-huh. and Kisumu.
0: Where in
1: Nairobi? Nairobi is a studio house, uh-huh. uh, that's uh, somewhere around Kilimani. Yeah. Yeah, Kisumu in the CBD, uh-huh.
2: in
1: a building called uh, Gildas Plaza. Gildas? Yes, Gildas Plaza,
0: yes. Is, is there a floor?
1: No, no, ground floor, yes, ground, on grand, floor. Yeah, ground floor.
0: And here at... Uh,
1: so in Nairobi Studio House, we are on uh, third floor.
0: Third floor. Yes. So Studio House is, if you're from Yaya Center, you just walk, you can walk down to Studio House or you can just, you'll pass the neighbors and just come down, you'll see, if you're coming from the Yaya side, it's the building on your, and, uh,
2: your right, right,
0: on your right side. Yeah. It's a brick building, third floor, that is yeah. where Ben is located. Uh, in case you need any... If you, you're a corporate, if you're a small business owner, if you're an individual and you need legal services, this is an institution that I have worked with. And so yeah, I fully recommend them. I'll also leave the, the details in the description in case you want to contact them. Um, so today we want to talk about customer rights in fintech. And what is fintech?
1: Okay, so fintech basically is um, derived from the word financial technology,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, it entails uh, mobile money lending.
2: All right.
1: Yes, where with the advent of uh, mo- the mobile phone, okay. a lot of companies, uh, financial uh, companies, went into uh, lending money mm-hmm. or offering credit uh, facilities uh-huh. uh, by use of the mobile phone with the reference to the customer's mobile number.
0: All right. Yes, so that is fintech. That's fintech. Yeah. So some examples of fintech is like MCopa.
2: Yeah. Man, no, not MCopa, not M-copa, sorry. M-copa is, um,
0: Ooh, sorry. Sorry, sorry. M Yeah. And um any any app yeah where yeah. you yeah. lend yeah. money. Yeah. You borrow money, yeah. borrow money yeah, from that, from that from falls through under the mobile phone. Through the mobile uh, that's phone. A fintech. That's a fintech. Yes. yes yeah, sorry, not MCOPA, not M yeah. <laughs> It's any lending m- money yeah, lending yes, app. Yes.
1: Yeah, although in a way, MCOPA could also be categorized as a fintech because remember, they also give uh, items mm-hmm. and the, the, the money is paid back through the mobile phone.
0: Oh. And
1: yeah, so the, ma- the main mode of contact between MCOPA and the customers is, is, uh, is the phone. So the phone
0: so is so the they, thing that determines it as a, yeah, correct, a fintech. Correct. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Okay, all right. Um, are there any laws that govern fintech in Kenya?
1: Yeah, in Kenya, mm-hmm. currently, incidentally, we do not have any laws, mm-hmm. strictly speaking, that regulate the operation of uh, mobile money lenders.
0: All right. Yeah. So, does that mean as a customer, I am, I'm, I'm exposed?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. In a way, mm-hmm. um, because basically, it means that. Uh, there is there is no uh, regulatory framework all right uh, uh, meaning mm-hmm. that uh, the, the the conduct of these companies may not be brought to question
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, by use of, of, of a of a well defined legal framework oh,
2: so right.
1: that um, has certain risks to consumers yeah, yeah but um, i must mention at this point mm-hmm. that government is at a very advanced stage mm-hmm. to creating and enabling Legal and regulatory framework Mm -hmm. to manage the operation and conduct of uh, fintechs. Okay. Yeah.
0: And what I wanted to ask is that it's what what a statement that I wanted to say is that that means it's a business someone can get into. Correct. The fact that there's no legal framework per se for now. Yes uh no. if it's a business you can get into
1: yes yes uh, incidentally that also comes with an opportunity <laughs> <laughs> yes. so unlike say registering a circle where yeah. you, there's other minimum requirements yeah. in terms of, um, of membership uh, yeah. registration requirements you know rules governing the operation of the circle yeah uh, governed by by, by by an act of parliament yeah and another one is insurance companies you are there are a lot of uh, re- requirements that you yes. have to meet for you to start an insurance company yeah bank, there are a lot of requirements that you must meet for you yeah. to start a bank.
2: Yeah.
1: But for fintechs, you can wake up tomorrow if you have capital, and uh, out you go, start uh, lending money <laughs> to consumers. Register the company yeah. and start. Yes. And, oh uh, my At <laughs> <yeah. laughs> obscene interest rates. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. So uh. Do okay. So because this is important. So yeah. do, do fintech list co- co- uh, customers in the CR- in CRB because CRB yeah. is a topic we've actually tackled here. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about the basics. Yeah. Most people hear the term CRB and they're like, oh yeah, it's a place where your name is put if you lend money, but. Please check out our, listen to our podcast. We have a full episode with Ben actually discussing CRB because yeah. this is your specialty. Yes. This is specialty. speciality. Yeah. So, uh, so as a fintech, I just I borrowed money somewhere. Am I at risk yeah. of being listed in CRB? Yeah,
1: but, but prior to 2020, that is last year,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, fintechs actually used to uh, participate in the credit information sharing network,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, meaning that they were able to, List customers for default and payment of their loans, mm-hmm. and they're also able to get information from uh, the bureaus mm-hmm. relating to customers' uh, payment history. Okay, but uh, I think in mid uh, last year, that's 2020, mm-hmm. um, as a result of hue and cry from the public, mm-hmm. uh, central bank actually banned fintechs from taking part in the credit information sharing mechanism in Kenya. So as we speak today, they they do not take, but they cannot list you they cannot get your information uh, from the three licensed bureaus.
0: They cannot put your list, your name yes. on the CRB list. Yes, but
1: again, as I said, we we're, We soon I know uh, they may start taking part mm-hmm. because they, there is, uh, in the offering, regulations that are supposed to enable them to take part in the mechanism. But what was missing was uh, substantive regulations.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah. And you said these consumers are just people like me and you. Like, okay, yeah. you, you are a lawyer. So yeah. a person yeah. like me. Yeah who's just like you know what it's yeah. not fair that i'm being listed with fintech and they yeah. go and they appeal okay yes. is it appealing I'm not, what do they
1: do the, they will petition, they you petition. Know, yeah, yeah you know any citizen oh. who, who feels that uh, they are aggrieved either by the some by, by the conduct of an institution or an individual who mm-hmm. is in business or by or by the manner in which the institution is interpreting or applying the law to that individual mm-hmm. you can actually Petition.
0: You have the Yes, yes, yes. The,
1: the, 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 the relevant authorities, right? From parliament, you can petition, even cabinet. You can write a paper to cabinet and you know, advancing a certain argument relating to uh, the, the manner in which the public institutions are conducting themselves. Oh,
0: yeah. That is so interesting. So, yeah. okay, so now that there are no laws governing fintech, does that mean so? Does that mean I'm vulnerable as a customer? And are there any ways that I can be protected or Definitely. I'm being protected?
2: Then, well,
1: the, in general terms, uh-huh. um, um, we, we, I must not be understood to uh, to mean that uh, consumers are let, left completely naked and vulnerable. Uh-huh. Um, there are other pieces of, of, regulation, uh-huh. of legislation uh-huh. uh, that can be used to protect consumers yeah. who are taking part in the in the mobile money lending um, industry. Yeah, yeah. Right from the beginning of course is the constitution of Kenya
2: yeah.
1: which has dedicated a whole article mm-hmm. to protection of consumers. Mm-hmm. So article 46 of the constitution mm-hmm. re- requires that uh, consumers be given uh, relevant information mm-hmm. to enable them fully enjoy the benefits of goods and services being offered in Kenya. So the, the, that one already protects consumers to the to the level that it, uh, for example, it's a, if it's a mobile money lender, mm-hmm. then they are required to disclose all the terms that are applicable mm-hmm. to the lending agreement. Okay. The second one is a, is a protection uh, for, uh, uh, the protection from um, the consumer from, from, protection. From, sorry, no, but still but still under the constitution, mm-hmm. there are three uh, uh, ways in which it protects. The mm-hmm. first one is protection right to information. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, right to obtain uh, uh, compensation mm-hmm. if a consumer is uh, suffers injury mm-hmm. from 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 a from a wrong uh, resulting from the use of goods and services. Okay. So, in short, that basically means that if you uh, you engage a mobile money lender mm-hmm. and you feel that you are aggrieved by the manner in which the mobile money lender has conducted themselves, mm-hmm. then you you have a right to remedy.
0: Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the second way we can protect that us, is the second okay.
1: way, yes, and, and in which so the constitution. the first one is constitution. Yes, the first is constitution. Now the second way, the second law uh-huh. is the Consumer Protection Act. Okay. Now the actually the Consumer Protection Act is even more detailed okay. in terms of how it protects consumers mm-hmm. engaging with um, mobile money lenders because what mobile money lenders do is offer what we can call a credit agreement. Yeah. So. In, if you are engaging in a credit agreement transaction,
2: yeah.
1: then the, there are many ways through which the Consumer Protection Act uh, protects uh, consumers. Mm-hmm. One of them is by um, barring or discouraging what what the Act refers to as a unfair term. Mm-hmm. Unfair, um, terms. unfair term. So if yes, so if uh, it it, is, it turns out that, for example, the the terms upon which a mobile money lender lends money to a consumer were can be deemed to be unfair, Mm -hmm. then then that contract can be Mm voidable. Now the meaning of voidable means that the customer can go to court and uh, argue that, fine, I find this contract, but it is so unfair, it's so skewed Mm -hmm. against me Mm -hmm. that the court needs to revoke it. Mm -hmm. So if the court revokes that agreement, Mm -hmm. then uh, the consumer may not be bound to repay back the Mm interests with which the, the money was lent. Okay. Technically, the the customer will still be bound to pay the the principal amount, uh-huh. but with minus interest.
0: Okay. But yes. but let me ask this yeah. as uh-huh. a consumer. Yes. So the thought that I, I can go to court yes. to fight this. Yes. <laughs> practically, how long would that even take?
1: Well, again, it, prior uh-huh. to twenty twenty mid this year, uh-huh. that was a big question. Yeah. Uh, because, for example, if you are in Nairobi. Uh-huh. If you were to file a case at the Milimani Law Courts, it's a commercial case. The chances of that case being uh, concluded within two years was almost nil. Um, it, we were looking at, in fact, average for Milimani Magistrate's Court was about three years at above. So of course, uh, most uh, consumers will find that to be untenable.
2: Yeah. Sometimes
1: even unnecessary because yeah. of the time frame and the cost involved.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: but uh, luckily, again. A parliament intervened mm-hmm. and they created um, an, a new uh, court system mm-hmm. called the small claims court okay. so if your claim is uh, uh, up to a minimum maximum of one million shillings yeah. instead of going to the normal courts mm-hmm. you can just file a case within the, at the, at the small claims court mm-hmm. and I've recently come across a report in which that court, court is assessing its performance mm-hmm. and they have said that within 100 days they've been able to resolve over 700 cases yeah,
0: that are small Correct, one million yes. and
1: one million billion. and below. Yes, within wow. one hundred days. Um, that is some for three months. Yes, slightly over yeah. three months. Yes. So to handle a dispute within three months, conclusion I think is beautiful. That's so true. slowly by slowly, we are getting that level where now it will not be unimaginable going to court to advance a dispute. Oh.
2: Yes. So
0: consumers shouldn't feel mm-hmm. like oh yeah, like yeah. If, if you feel it was unfair they shouldn't yes. feel like there's no hope. Correct. There's hope. Options are being created. C- yes, the the options are, are being, being put created. up. Oh, correct. All right.
1: Yeah. Then um, the the, the still in the under the Consumer Protection Act, mm-hmm. we still have what the the Act calls unconscionable bargain. Okay. Now this is where the, the, the Act becomes very interesting. Mm-hmm. Now unconscionable bargain basically means that for, for example if the the interest rate that uh, the um, mobile money lender is is, is offering mm-hmm. is obscene or is, is too high. It's is highly excessive. Yeah. Then 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 that contract can actually be avoided. Uh,
0: but the, but, yeah. but mm. okay. So you said, for example, an example mm. is like the banks offer
1: 14 percent,
0: yes, and then this fintech offers
1: say ten percent per month. You know them. They they rate their interest on a monthly. Basis. As of ba- for banks is pa, 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 that fourteen is pa, is per is per year.
2: It's annual.
1: Year? Yes, yes, yes. When a bank gives oh. you a, 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 a credit facility, mm-hmm. in most cases the interest rate is quoted annually, per year.
2: Oh, okay. But know. mobile money
1: lenders almost ninety percent it they, it is per month. So,
2: that's so they'll tell you ten
1: percent per month. Of course, you may not think about it because you want this money maybe for two weeks.
2: Yeah.
1: But the truth is that if it is ten percent per month. Then it is one hundred and twenty percent per year, compared to fourteen percent being offered by a bank. Yeah, it, you know, it, it, somebody can easily argue that those terms are unquestionable.
0: But let yeah. me ask this. Yeah. yeah. So let's say I've borrowed money. Yes. And then, okay, so it was an emergency. I borrowed from a fintech. Yes. I was given the money, and yeah. then now you've realized the terms, yeah. and then I come to you, like then yes. I'm like, oh, this. I feel this is unfair. I yeah. want to maybe I don't know if it, sue is the wrong is the correct term, but yeah. I want to. Yeah.
1: Challenge. To challenge
0: what I've been told. You've already borrowed the money. Can't it be argued that you you signed? So you need
1: well then so you can't go back. It can be, you know, there there are some transactions that are regulated by law. Okay, fine. Parties are free to contract,
2: Mm.
1: but the both parties must be careful to ensure that the manner in which they're contracting Mm. is within the parameters defined by law. So Coming to the Consumer Protection Act, it says that if an credit agreement is unconscionable, then it's voidable. So it doesn't matter that both parties put their signatures on the contract. Oh. If the court can agree that th- these terms are completely unreasonable, they are completely unfair oh. to one party, then the court can actually ignore the, the party signature and, and, and revoke that contract.
0: Wow, that's yes. so interesting. Yeah. I didn't even know. I didn't even yeah. think it can work like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, and
1: then also, the act and, and this is very common with fintechs. Mm-hmm. And the act requires that um, the consumer is supposed it should be in a position mm-hmm. to get a copy of the contract. Mm-hmm yeah I I I want to imagine that these mobile money lenders have maybe they have a form where you tick saying I accept terms, yeah. but in most cases the person saying I've, I've accepted the terms has not even seen those, uh, terms, those terms. Yes. But the, but the law requires that uh, the, the, the 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 money lender should be able to provide a copy of this contract in a manner that can even be printed by the by the by the consumer. By the consumer. So essentially, what should happen is that besides you ticking um yes. yes since your details are there including your email address mm-hmm. the after you've ticked yes mm-hmm. the fintech will actually uh, uh, post a, a copy of the contract to your email mm-hmm. of course i can imagine that maybe 90 percent of them does not happen yeah now if the consumer goes to court for instance and says that i never saw a copy of that contract mm-hmm. and uh, it, and the fintech is not able to demonstrate that they pro- supplied a copy
0: yeah
1: then the could may actually uh, uh, come to the protection
0: yeah.
1: um, of the of the consumer yeah,
0: yeah. Um, the other the other this then we have the
1: the data we're still board.
0: going through the yeah. rights by this so the first yes. one is constitution the second one is consumer protection act and yes. the third one
1: is it's now the data protection act mm-hmm. this is again a new piece of legislation <laughs> which i think came into effect uh, the last year of 2019 mm-hmm. um after quite a, 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 a long period of debate mm-hmm on how best to protect uh, data. Because okay. currently, a lot of consumer data is being harvested, basically globally. You, yeah. t- you click your phone, and within a minute, you've already disclosed a lot of information. Right? Your date yeah. of birth, your email address, your your telephone number, your PIN, your, your, PKRA <laughs> pin, your, 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 your national identity number. Sometimes you may even disclose uh, your details of your family members. So these are personal. This is personal information. So with the advent of the digital technology, mm-hmm. it became now very critical for the law to come in and uh, start protecting this information mm-hmm. because this information can easily be, uh, be unintentionally disclosed, yeah. or, or in some cases, intentionally disclosed. Mm-hmm. I think we've had debate about, around uh, WhatsApp where yeah. there was even a meme going around that um, uh, when when you we are married and you receive um uh, chats from you know from uh, from um say if you're a man and you receive just from a from ladies
2: yeah.
1: and these chats are um oh, yes yeah, yeah, yeah. now, now what happens i hear that yeah. your wife suddenly begins to get
0: <gasps> adverts about
1: the uh, lawyers and things like that <laughs> <laughs> that means yeah, so,
0: you. oh my god yeah
1: yeah so That's it, it to means to that the me. the there's the, a disclosure. The, of yes, there is a connect. There's a connection between your chats and your wife's number oh. or your husband's number. So, yes. th- so th- th- it became very critical to protect to protect da- data. That's
2: true
0: because so, even there's a whole Netflix documentary yes. about. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's the one about social media yeah. about all this LinkedIn and Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that's that stated that's very. That's very powerful now is data. With Correct. data you can do so much. You can know yeah. who your customers are, what yeah. to target them mm. with. Actually, right. Facebook has been accused of that yeah, a lot. Yeah,
1: yes, yeah, of disclosure.
0: And also yeah, targeting, yes. like, mm. yeah, of disclosure of information.
1: Yeah, and then what makes it even more dangerous is the linkage between the networks. Mm. So you find WhatsApp is owned by Facebook. Yes. Yeah. So you find, you give I WhatsApp your so. information <laughs> yeah. and before you know it, Facebook has that information,
0: and then Instagram is owned my Inst-
1: Facebook. Yes, again, by, Instagram yeah. has it, and you know, oh like that, gosh. like that. Yeah. So it becomes disclosure a very sensitive issue.
0: It's good to know that um, there's actually that acting. Yes. This yeah. is yeah. a Kenyan.
1: Law, this is a Kenyan law. Yes. All right. Yeah. So the how does it protect data? The the beginning point is requires anybody who is uh, collecting data, or even in, in a business that in, involves collecting personal data, mm-hmm. then you must register with the Data Commissioner. And then number two, um, at the point when you're collecting the data, you need to disclose the purpose for which you need this data. Okay. So for um, mobile money lenders, for example, one will imagine that the reason why you need this ID number is to identify the customer. Yes. The reason why you need the email address is to be able to communicate with them mm-hmm. uh, during the, the, the lending uh, process. Pro, 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 process. Yes. Okay. Um, then, then it, once you dis- you give that in- you you give the purpose, mm-hmm. then that information when it, when it's collected mm-hmm. m- must only be used for that purpose. Mm-hmm. You do not use it for, for anything else. For example, I like give you my email address because I want you to borrow money,
2: yeah.
1: and suddenly you're you're bombarding my email with inbox with advertisements. Mm-hmm. Yes, that you can you, there can be arguments there around disclosure or okay. wrongful use of, of personal data. Which yes, so it's it's become very critical, especially for mobile money lenders. Yeah. This is where the the game now changes. Okay. Yes. And the other. Way and then finally, are protected is, yes, no? it's the Law of Contract Act. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is an old piece of legislation which we borrowed from England, mm-hmm. and basically it uh, defines relationships uh, involving contractual uh, affairs. Oh. Uh, so there are certain provisions there, mm-hmm. which uh, anticipate. Or some, some even there are some terms that are imposed mm-hmm. by that act, mm-hmm. which to some go to some go to some extent in terms of protecting consumers. Mm. Yeah. So if mm-hmm. uh, it can be found, that, for example, that the the contract that was signed between the mobile money lender and the and the borrower mm-hmm. um, either kill certain uh, what we call statutory terms mm-hmm. uh, or waive those terms, mm-hmm. the court can intervene and impose them back.
0: Okay. Yeah. So. Let's just say this: that despite the fintech not being regulated by the government, is that yes. correct to say? Yes, that's final. That okay. Okay. So with with knowing that that information, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that you, as a customer or a consumer, mm-hmm. you're you've you've been left just like that. Mm-hmm. So I'll go through the four the four ways the four. For way four ways that a yeah. consumer is protected. Number yeah. one is the Constitution. Yeah. Number two is the Consumer Protection Act, which you Correct. say is your favorite. Correct. You like it, yeah. and then there's the Data Protection Act, which is um, it's the data you're sharing. We know data is now very powerful, yeah. and the Law of Contract. So those yeah. are the four ways in which the customer is protected in fintech, and you can yeah. be able to use any of these to. Uh, to fight for yourself yeah? yeah yeah and finally we can say what are the consequences of borrowing money from a money lender and yeah. failing to pay
1: yes um the relationship between uh, mobile money lenders and and uh, borrowers mm-hmm. is contractual by nature okay so if um, I, I want to imagine that uh, at the point when the customer is borrowing money mm-hmm. they will indicate uh, the period for which they need the money
2: yeah
1: and uh, maybe the due date when they are supposed to pay to repay it back.
2: Yeah.
1: And it they, will also be their indication of what is the interest rate applicable. Mm-hmm. So the expectation is that uh, the consumer mm-hmm. will comply with those terms, yeah. that when the due date reaches, mm-hmm. the consumer will pay this money back yeah. together with the interest. Yeah. So the, the first and obvious um, consequence is that if you do not pay the money back, then you will be deemed to be in breach of the contract. Yeah so from there there are several options available to the mobile money lender they can uh, either decide to go to court mm-hmm. some i understand uh, employ and co- what i would imagine to be un- unconventional methods of demanding repayment right? yeah. you know calling with the threats yeah. I've, I've had cases where some even call your relatives and you know yeah. and then demand that they pay the money or you will be kidnapped, you know. <laughs> yeah, again, because we we, we we say there's still currently no yeah, regulation.
0: There's, yeah, there's no regulation. Yes, so anything can be done. Can,
1: yes, but of course there could be consequences also with oh, that, yes. because the law doesn't permit you to call somebody with threats. It doesn't matter the
0: yeah.
1: the, 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 the nature of the,
0: of the situation. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh,
1: they, of course, the other consequence is the default interest. If, say, I, I know most of those credit agreements, have what we call default, default interest that if you do not pay the money within this period then the interest the, the penalty will will, 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 will accrue yeah. so you'll end up paying mm-hmm. more than um,
0: what you want. what what you would yeah. have paid initially yeah.
1: yes a, a very interesting consequence mm-hmm. would be loss of security where security apl- applied although this one can be very what complex kind of yeah um, for mobile money lenders i I want to imagine that currently they still do not have a requirement for security. It's a risk business. Oh, um, you've you been like
0: like giving a title deed. Th- yeah,
1: things like title oh. deed. You give maybe a logbook for your car. Mm. Um, you know, you give. I know uh, people who are, who have pledged their household items. I've even heard of cases of people pledging their domestic animals. Yeah, but wow. <laughs> but so if um, you pledge any security. As consideration for the lending, mm-hmm. then in law you may lose that security, but mm-hmm. but of course it's very complex. It, yes. it depends it's on how easy, the manner probably. in which it is it depends on the manner in which you play the security. It, even as we say it's not easy, mm-hmm. I've dealt with cases where um, uh, companies which I would actually categorize as rogue companies mm-hmm. have even gone and and carried away household items mm-hmm. belonging to a to a borrower. Yeah, bad of cases where even more, the most popular is motor vehicles, where a borrower loses his motor vehicle mm. uh, to
2: to a lender, to, to a lender. Mm. but
1: when you actually go to the background, you realize that the manner in which their the the vehicle came to be security mm-hmm. was not that anticipated by law. So in short, they are not supposed to have uh, um, they've lost they've lost car. the vehicle, but they have they've lost. So those are possible consequences.
2: Alright.
1: Yeah, but I think and then of okay, course sorry. the final one is the move. The parliament, the parliament uh, approves the what is currently being prepared, the panel one is that you will be you'll listed.
0: Be on the CRB yeah.
1: list. Yes, on the CRB list.
0: I think at the end of the day is that we've learned, now you, you see, this is why we're doing this, so that you have knowledge. Knowledge, information is key. So now we know that fintech is not governed by the law. So that's why maybe you get harassed if you've borrowed. That's why you get that level of harassment and you feel like there's nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. But the thing is that we now know there are options, things mm-hmm. that you can, like there are acts, there are laws that have been put in place to protect you. Mm-hmm. The other thing is that, um, yeah, like be careful. Don't just, don't just... We wake up and
1: click the button to get some money. Yes. <laughs> don't
0: just wake up and do that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, thank you so much, Ben. I really appreciate your time to come here. I really appreciate it. And I hope you guys have learned something. If there are other things you'd want us to tackle or talk about, please leave them in the comments below. Our page on Instagram is at MBL underscore podcast. All right. right. Bye.
1: Bye Bye-bye.